The only sure thing in life is change. We change and our training changes throughout our lives. That evolution of training is what we're going to talk a little bit about this morning. Welcome to Coffee with Alan. I have a Mickey cup that sort of shows the evolution of Mickey from 1928 till present. I thought that was a fitting cup to talk about the evolution of our training and how it changes throughout our lives. Before we get to that, I do want to say condolences to Steve Harwell and his family. He was the lead singer of Smash Mouth. If you've seen the Shrek movies, you're familiar with Smash Mouth music. You know, they put out some great songs. The movie Shrek helped those songs be more popular. He passed away today, or last night, 56 years old. So we lost another singer this week. Just wanted to put out thoughts and condolences to his family and friends and those that have enjoyed his music before we get going with the show this morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Vicky. Appreciate you guys showing up and saying hello. So just like the evolution of Mickey, who has changed over the years, if you've seen some of the first Mickey Mouse costumes, you know, they were sort of scary compared to the Mickey costumes you see at Disney now. But our training it changes and evolves throughout our life and our training cycles as well. Now, this is true whether you're training for self-defense or you're training in a martial art. And sometimes people train in martial arts with more of a self-defense emphasis. Others train in martial arts for a sport emphasis or a self-betterment emphasis, sometimes for exercise or fitness, all legitimate reasons to practice martial arts. I'm going to focus a little bit more on the self-defense aspect of training and that part of martial art training. And I do differentiate martial arts and self-defense training because you can learn to fight and defend yourself without joining and learning an entire martial art. And that's why I separate the two a little bit, even though they interlock and interchange in some things. But the training evolves and changes with both of them. And especially evolves and changes as we age and mature and different physical capabilities may weaken or lessen due to injuries or age or whatever. A couple of years ago, I was at a seminar with Dr. Hei Young Kim, fantastic instructor. I've had the privilege of working with Dr. Kim over 20 years ago for the first time and a couple months ago in April for the most recent time. Man is in his 80s now and still teaching. Phenomenal wealth of knowledge. But I remember a few years ago him holding up a magazine where he was on the cover in his younger days. I think the magazine was probably back in the 70s or so. And he's doing this flying kick. Then he held up another magazine that was probably in the 90s or somewhere in there where he's more doing joint lock type of techniques. And then he hold. He held up a very recent magazine, and he's doing more mental, you know, the article's more on mental. And he talked about how, as you age, when you're young, you can do those flying kicks and all the dynamic things. As you get older, maybe you're not flying as high. You know, you can do the joint locks better because you've matured, you've practiced, you, you have the accuracy of technique and the timing down to make those work and so forth. And you do some of those kind of skills better than the flying spectacular ones that you did when you were younger then when you get up in your 80s your training you know is more mental and you're, you're training your mind and your body and so forth 
differently than you did in those younger years. You're not flying anymore and doing some of the real hardcore stuff, but your mind is stronger and you're keeping your body healthy so you can continue to train and teach up into your 80s. And so I really like that talk he gave us about that. And I look at you know my own life as I'm aging and progressing. I don't do the same things now that I did back when I was a young paratrooper. You know, I went into the military as 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, you know, super fit, doing all sorts of things, jumping out of airplanes, putting a ruck on, humping 12 miles and no sweat. And, you know, that was the three hour, you know, under three hours. We, we hunt a lot longer than 12 miles sometimes, but the, you know, the three hour test was put on the ruck. You had to do 12 miles under three hours. And that was nothing back then, you know, up and down the mountains, wherever we were doing, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Most people my age aren't doing the same that they were doing when they were 20, 21. And as we age and mature, our training's going to change. And we need to do that. We still need to test ourselves. We still need to train hard because that will let us get older slower. But we want to make sure that we be careful with injuries. And most of us that did the hardcore stuff when we were younger, we have these old injuries that nagging and pain and, you know, hamper us sometimes. And we have to do, we have to train now around those things so that we don't make them worse so we can continue to keep going. But also sometimes the techniques that we're training and doing, they're going to evolve depending on our occupations and our lifestyle and what we're doing. When I was young, in the military, I needed to train for that. I'm not necessarily ever going to go to combat now, right? I, I'm too old to be called back in. And unless the country is invaded and they're knocking on my doorstep, I'm not going to war. So I don't have to be training for war like I did back then. I still want to train to be able to protect myself, protect my family and so forth. But it's different training than it was for going to war. Different training than when I was working, bouncing jobs, security and stuff, and getting paid to deal with people on a regular basis. I'm not doing that any longer either. It gets old dealing with drunks. Ask anybody that's dealt with drunk people for over a minute of time, whether it's security or bouncing or police officer, and you're dealing with those people, it gets old. And sometimes once we get out of it, we're glad not to deal with those people anymore. But when I was dealing with them, my training was different and I was prepared to, to do that. As we evolve and our lifestyles change, our training will change as well. I'm going to say good morning to Robert. Appreciate you being here this morning. Thanks for joining. So wherever you're at in your training cycle, maybe you're young and you're still training for sport. Maybe you're older and you're just training to stay healthy and maintain something and be able to defend yourself. Maybe you're an instructor and you're training to make sure that you're the best instructor you can be. Wherever you're at in that cycle, just recognize that it's going to evolve. And if you're in a specific martial art, martial arts evolve and change. My personal art of Hapkido, you know, when it started back with Che Young Sul and then Grandmaster Jihan Jae and Bong Su Han and a lot of those early pioneers of Hapkido. It changed as they went different directions and maybe emphasized their strengths 
and the part of the art that they liked the most and were best at. And so you see the different organizations that have been started. And now there's a ton of Hapkido organizations. But you've seen how it splintered off. And there were some Hapkido groups that almost looked more like Aikido. The Japanese version also came from Aikijujitsu with the bigger circles and more flowing. And then you see some that stayed more true, the smaller circles and more brutal and a little bit more violent. You see some that kick more than others. You see some that emphasize certain weapons more than other weapons. And it really just depended on what line of Hapkido you followed. And then the Hapkido changed as it went with these different people and different organizations. Now, you can still see the core similarities. They're still there in the art, but there are some differences. The way they were taught and the way it progressed and evolved. And that is natural. You see that in other martial arts as well. And so we all must recognize that those of us practicing a martial art or a self-defense curriculum, basically almost anything in life, we will evolve and change. And it will be based on our age and physical capabilities and maybe improving on things, making things a little bit better. You know, there are certain techniques that maybe were really good for a taller person and you have to modify them for a shorter person or a larger person, small, you know, different size people. We modify things. And so the art evolves to fit those situations. So all of that goes into play and we need to recognize that and sometimes take a moment to think about it what am i training for what is the purpose of my training today versus what it was back then or even farther back where do i want my training to go as i age and progress and look at what i'm going to be doing in my future And then we need to think about that and make sure that we're doing the appropriate things to let it evolve and go with us so we can continue to train, continue to evolve, continue to defend ourselves, continue to compete if that's something you desire as we age and change and let the art or arts or training programs evolve to fit the goals and help us reach the goals that we have for training. Make sense? I mean, it should. And this isn't just for training. It's for other things in life as well. But I wanted to focus on self-defense and martial art training and how it evolves and changes. Dixon says, just look at Jihan Jae or Dr. Young Kim. Both still going strong. Exactly, Dixon. And I mentioned Dr. Kim earlier. I think you were probably there that year that he gave the talk and he held up the magazine with him doing the flying kick. And then the next magazine when he was older doing joint locks. And that third magazine where he was talking about energy and mind and so forth as he got older. And he talked about how now in his 80s, he doesn't do the flying kicks like he did on the cover, but he has a lot more mental going on. Not that he only teaches mental stuff. I mean, a couple months ago, I was on the mat with him doing joint locks and stuff. He still does the physical. And when he's moving around, you forget that he's in his 80s. And I think the evolution of his training is why he's still doing it. 
and why he's still on the mat teaching in his 80s. And Grandmaster Jihan Jay as well, he is in his 80s, still out there teaching, but maybe not doing the flashy stuff that he did with Bruce Lee back in the early 70s filming Game of Death. So we all evolve and we must recognize that. And the thing is, it, it happens regardless. But when we recognize it and we take control of the evolution to meet our goals, that's the key. And that's the really main thing I wanted you to get out of today's talk is to recognize your goals and the evolution of your training and make sure it continues to evolve in the direction you want it to, to achieve your training goals for the rest of your life. Jay says, very cool points. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate that. So that's what I want people to think about. Think about how everything evolves from Mickey Mouse to our martial art training, to our self-defense training, and anything else that we practice throughout our lives. It's going to evolve consciously think about that evolution to make it match the goals that you choose it to match. And that way you'll get the most out of your training. Until tomorrow, make it a thought-provoking Tuesday as you think about this a little bit. And we'll see you tomorrow.